1st of December 2018, Saturday, 7.33pm. My name is James and this is Slopfest. Welcome, welcome back to your weekly dose of weirdness. I am so excited for this episode. There is so much to talk about. First of all, a merry silly season to you and yours, okay? Santa is Santa is the sleigh bells jingling, a ring ting tingling too. And here he comes with a sack full of weirdness. And that's great for you. It rhymes, so it must be good. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, I'm going to be honest with you. I've started this five times. And this is the one I'm keeping. We're just going to power ahead. We're keeping this one. Imagine how bad the other ones must have been if this is the one that stayed in. Anyway, it's the silly season once again. We all We know it. We love it. More time to spend more money than you earn on stuff that you don't fucking need for people that you half care about. You know, the the joy, the it's Christmas time. It's a joyous occasion. I've got a list here of alternative Christmas gifts for you and your loved ones. If you want to see these, there's images of all of them on the website. Go to slopfestpod.com and check it out. This first one that we have is the Death Star Tree Topper. Why put a star on your tree when you can have a Death Star instead? This replica tree topper is a perfect way to celebrate the holidays while looking out for rebel hordes. Does that get your X-Wing fired up or what? The next one we got here, we have two ugly sweaters. The ugly sweater is very much a Christmas tradition for a lot of people. Uh, I'm not really sure where it came from. It just sort of started one year. Yeah, I don't know. If you thought you were going to leave with useful information like a little piece of trivia knowledge about when the ugly sweater starts, it's not going to happen. I don't know. I don't know. What I, I want to know. If you know, let me know. Two ugly sweaters we got here. The first one is T-Rexmas, which first of all, that's my DJ name. Please welcome to the stage, DJ T-Rexmas. I'm like Michael Buble. I only come out in December. I come out of the woodwork in December and I play remixes of... Jingle Bells and the and Mariah Carey's entire back catalogue. And I wear a hat that has a dinosaur on it. That's how I threaded it back in. No, I'm wearing a dinosaur costume. It's very elaborate. Come come see me. Check your local listings for DJ T-Rexmas. Playing a dingy, shitty bar near you. Uh, the, yeah, first one, T-Rexmas. It's a sweater with a T-Rex head and arms on the front and tail and legs on the back, which... Don't know what it has to do with. Absolutely, someone started with a name there and then thought backwards into a product, which is the only way to make products. <laughs> yeah, it really has no Christmas significance. It's just great. It's just rad. Uh, the second sweater is called Santa Bod, and it's just a photorealistic print on a sweater of a man's bare, hairy chest with uh, ornaments. On the nipples, like uh, like like piercings or tassels. It's very look. You're thinking gross, weird, disgusting. Grandma's definitely not going to approve. All I'm going to say is go to slotfestpod.com, check out what it looks like. I think personally, very tasteful. It's a tasteful, goofy gift. Uh, the another one we have here is a Breaking Bad incense burner, and the copy for this one is just the worst. Don't meth around with cheap imitations when you can get one that looks just like Walter White's trailer. 
And essentially all it is, is you just, you put the incense inside this replica of Walter White's trailer and then the smoke comes out the chimney on the top. Like the show. The next one on the list is an Alice Cooper figurine. And I'm not entirely sure how or why it made it onto this list. He's not dressed up like Santa. There's no, he's not wearing a Christmas hat. It's just Alice Cooper, as you know and love him, standing in his leathers, holding a snake. That's it. I don't know why he's on this list, but he is. And if anyone listening to this would like to feed my Frankenstein for Christmas and purchase this for me, I won't turn it down. You know, I'm 18. School's out, all right? And I'm sick of being a nice guy. No more Mr. Nice Guy. Anyways, let's get back to this list. Welcome to my nightmare. I'm done. Poison. Um, got a Groot wireless mouse. Everyone's into comic book shit at this point. Unless you're actually into comic books, then you're still a fucking nerd, apparently. Oh, go, yeah, I'll go see the movies, but... Oh, <laughs> you read the, Mike, get a load of this fucking idiot reading comic books, you fucking nerd. You fucking nerd. Get out. Get out of here. Fucking nerds reading. Hey, Mike, you want to go see uh, the see Captain America? Rad. Get the fuck out of here, nerd. No one reads comic books. Has anyone noticed that there's a, that there's a little bit... There's a little bit of a spectrum to pop culture now. At one end, if you read comic books, you're a nerd, apparently. Hey, I don't think so. I, I read comic books. I used to. It's been a while. Okay, get off my back. All right? It's been a minute. Now, in the middle, you've got people who buy the figurines, your hots, toys, things like that. And they're in the middle because either side can sort of respect that. Like, the comic book readers go, Rad, that's the guy from issue 837 and the guys on the other end who are only into the movies can go sweet that's the dude from the movie and then at the far end obviously you've got the people who are just into the movies and and they still think that people oh you like source material do you get out of here nerd am i the only one that (laughs) thinks that i've seen it this sort of i feel like this happened around game of thrones you know what I mean? Like, if you're into Game of Thrones, rad. That's totally tubular. You're accepted. But if you're into other versions of fantasy, all of a sudden, loser, outcast, shunned, salted. Like a snail for some reason. Oh, hey, yeah, I watch I watch Game of Thrones. Fuck yeah, bro, me too. And also, occasionally, I play Dungeons and Dragons. Get out of here, nerd! You know? <laughs> My neighbors just hear me in here screaming, get out of here, nerd. So, you know, that's good. We're all we're all doing stuff. Uh, th- but this Groot Mouse, that's right. That's where it started. <laughs> Jesus Christ. This Groot Mouse, you have to see it. It it looks terrifying. Groot looks happy, but he looks happy because maybe he's up to something nefarious. You have to see it. It's very strange. He's kind of... Got his mouth open. I don't know if he's smiling or not. Is he eating something? It's a very confusing mouse. And I cannot imagine that I'm going to be able to customize the DPI. How am I going to hone in my, my shooting on my FPS if I cannot calibrate my DPI? Another one we got is a uh, drink-holding belt buckle. 
for hands-free alcoholism. That'll come in handy this this season. Uh, we have a beach babe raft where the guy in the photo looks very happy about the purchases made. Very happy. Basically, it's an inflatable raft wearing a bikini. But let me guarantee you something. The people that are staring and scrunching up their faces, they're doing that because they're jealous and not because you look insane at the beach with a, with a, with a raft that has tits on it, mate. Just a casual day out with, with, you know, the family at the beach. And here comes John scurrying down. I can't, that has to be like a gag gift. No one's going to like pull that. You're going to, you're going to pull that out, inflate it and then use it that day at Christmas and then never again. When he, when is that going to be cool to pull that out? This next one is a chalkboard cap, which uh, is quite obviously is just a small chalkboard affixed to a hat. I mean, you could you could make it right now. You've probably got a snapback, and you could just nip out. And you could, actually, you could probably make a better one. You could dip down to Bunnings, grab yourself some of that chalkboard paint, and paint the front of the hat. Boom, chalkboard hat. This one, it's a little more low rent than that. It's um, exactly what you think it is. It's a small chalkboard tied to the top of a hat. Not too sure how that's a good Christmas gift. Here you go, Matt. I got you. Uh, I got you a present for Christmas. Oh, cool! It. Oh, it's uh, just a cap with a chalkboard on it. Yeah, and you've written fuckface on it. You're welcome. Merry Christmas. Now everyone can know without t- without even interacting with you. This is a fuckface right here. It did say that this was alternative Christmas gifts. This one's probably as alternative as you can get. It's a game called Flush and Frenzy. It's a game where you plunge a shit out of a toilet and try to catch a flying turd. What? Have they exhausted all possibilities at this point? Oh, what about... What about another Monopoly, but there's two jails in this one. We call it Double Bubble Toil and Trouble. There's two Azkabans on this. We do a Harry Potter, we do a Harry Potter Monopoly, and there's two Azkabans on it. Ooh, Double Bubble Toil and Double Trouble. Your wand failed to cast Expelliarmus. Go straight to jail. Yeah, that's good. But, John, you were telling me about something. Yes, I was, Chris. Thank you very much. We've all seen the games, the fun little games, even the ones that have been on the Ellen show where you pie face, you click a thing and it puts some cream in your face. That's good. What about, what about a relatable game? What does everybody do? Every person shits. Now, here's the idea. Very much like Pie Face, you're clicking something and waiting for something to to launch. But in this case, it's a plunger in a toilet. And the thing being launched is a fat turd. I think you have to catch it as well. I think the aim of the game is to... Oh, the, oh, the, turd, the turd's out of the, the toilet. Quick, catch it, Dad. It's fun for the whole family. You know... Flush and Frenzy. What did you get up to on the weekend, Mike? 
oh, I had a great day with the kids. We put up the Christmas tree and we all decided to open a, a family Christmas present on Saturday early so that we can enjoy a, a, little, a little game during the silly season. Oh, what did you play? Double Bubble and Toil and Double Trouble, the new... Double Harry Potter Monopoly? No, but that is on my Christmas list. <laughs> Thank you for bringing it up. We actually played Flush and Frenzy. Interesting. Haven't heard of that one. What is it? Well, the family all gathers around a toilet and we all take turns jerking off a plunger and then a fat shit flies out and whoever catches it wins, I think. There was a lot of poo stuff on this list, if I'm honest. I don't know why Christmas like that's when the poo related goods come out but that's when it happens apparently big market for shit during the silly season there was a book so you had flushing frenzy obviously everyone's favorite game this holiday season there was a book called we wish you a poopy christmas that had a shit a cartoon shit illustrated in full color sitting on the front in an armchair, I think he had. A, I think he was old and had a candy cane walking frame or something. Just a Christmas theme book about shit. Nothing weird about that. Uh, and then we also had Cat Butt. Cat Butt. That's a book in which you scratch and sniff to smell what I can only assume is a series of cats' assholes. What happened? To this is what this is what happens when when big tech rolls in when big tech comes around the corner. First of all, everyone thought everyone thought the big problem for the future was going to be big pharma. It's big tech. Big tech comes along and destroys the book and board game industries. So just to try and claw back a tiny percentage of that market share. They've got to do the craziest shit they can think of. Oh, should we license some Harry Potter stuff? No. I'm talking about original IP. Flush and Frenzy. And books about shit. What if we did another choose-your-own-adventure version of Goosebumps? No! Goosebumps are movies now! The only choose-your-own... I want to scratch-your-own-sniff adventure. But joke's on you, it's all cat, cat shit and cat butts. So a lot of great stuff there for, you know, friends and family to enjoy. Got a new story here. Woman lists strict rules any potential new housemates must follow. Finding the perfect housemate can be stressful and making the wrong decision can result in months of tension and arguments. So it's important to be honest and open when meeting potential roomies so there aren't any surprises when moving day comes around. But one woman took this to a whole new level by posting a long message online listing her very specific demands to warn off the wrong kind of housemate. We're going to read them. The post here says, Hi, sorry for the late reply, but I was at work. Before you come for viewing, I want, I want to give you an idea of what to expect. I had a couple of bad flatmates this year, and I don't want to waste your time and mine if you can't commit to certain things that are very important to me. It's a bit of reading, but will take less time to read than to come all the way here only to find out this isn't the right place for you. Most of these things are pretty much common sense, but other things are my personal preference that you will either be okay with or not. If your lifestyle is similar to mine and the other flatmates, you're more than welcome to come around for a chat. So these are rules for any potential new flatmates. If you're moving into this place, these are the laws of the land that you must abide by. Rule number one. 
I need you to be out of the flat on weekdays during normal working hours, 9 to 5, because I work from home five days a week and I need the place to myself. If you have a proper job, this shouldn't be a problem. Students who go to university on random days for a few hours or stay at home all day long and chill out, unfortunately, can't live here. I'm not fussy about the weekends. I just want to know you have somewhere to be Monday to Friday from the morning till late afternoon. What if you have a sick day? Is my first thought, but anyway. Rule number two. My new flatmate has to be a quiet and considerate person, which means you should use door handles rather than push the doors to slam and try to behave quietly, especially when it's late or early in the morning, so as not to disturb others. I'm not looking for a bull in a china shop kind of flatmate. I don't want you to always be running around throwing things around, and I expect your guest to act respectably when here. Both me and the other flatmate are quiet and rather gentle people. So does that mean she wants every single time you close the door, don't just close it. You have to turn the handle and then turn it back once it's closed. Like, how often do you do that? Like, if your girlfriend's still sleeping, maybe, or your boyfriend's still sleeping, and then you, you like, oh, just going to quietly leave here. I'm just going to turn and turn it back. Do you do it any other time? Rule number three. I used to have this flatmate who was on Skype for two to three hours every day, five hours on weekends. I won't have that. This is a quiet building in general, and I usually read or watch something in the evenings, and the other flatmate has to study. So I don't want to hear noises coming from your room all the time. It doesn't matter if you talk on Skype slash phone quietly, or so you think. I won't tell you for how long you're allowed to talk a day. It's nonsense. If you need to call someone, just do it. But you should know if you use the phone a lot every day or you don't. People who don't, don't cause me problems. <laughs> that feels a little bit like a threat. Hey, oh, if you've got to make a phone call, that's fine. I'm not saying don't talk on the phone. All I'm saying is people who don't talk on the phone don't have any fucking problems with me. <laughs> I mean, it's no big deal. If you talk on the phone, we have a problem. But <laughs> if you don't or you just need to make a phone call, no big deal. As soon as someone starts interpreting my words to suit themselves, the problems begin. So you need to be sure about this before you move in. If you don't use the phone but listen to podcasts for a few hours instead, it's the same thing. If you're watching movies without headphones or sports or listen to music, it's still the same thing. If you're laughing out loud until after 11pm or sleep with the radio on, still the same thing. Quit laughing in there, Mary! We'd just like to mention that while I don't have flatmates, I do have neighbours who, after this episode, think I'm fucking crazy. Uh, My previous flatmate always used headphones or they managed to keep the volume at such a level that the noise didn't disturb the other housemates. Basically, I'd like you to use common sense. You're living with other people who want to be able to rest and sleep and do whatever else they need to do after a long, noisy day. Unless that happens to be talking on the phone or listening to anything. Rule number four, this isn't a very sociable house. We don't do parties and we don't really have time to cook together or watch TV together, mainly because people always have different schedules and they're busy. But I expect my flatmates to be friendly towards each other, which means that sneaking around behind each other's backs is not fine. You can be shy and introverted, but a how are you and a chat sometimes are just good manners. If that's too much of a bother for you and you barely know your current flatmates' names, you aren't the right person for this flat. This is a home, not a hotel. There are no strangers here. Well, so far, you seem so welcoming and inviting. I I can't imagine why anyone would want to stay in their room 24-7 while living in this nightmarish hellhole. Rule number five. I want my flatmate to be someone who has friends, who goes out to see places, does things like sports, etc. 
this is weirdly involved in someone else's life at this point. Like, mate, it's a room. I'm renting out a room in the house. Okay, why why are you get why are you involved in the shit that I'm doing in my free time? If you spend all your free time hanging around the house, streaming TV shows and talking on the phone for hours, we're not going to like each other. When I'm not working in my part-time job, my life revolves around my laptop where I work from home because I'm a very busy person. But I don't want my new flatmates to assume that just because I spend so much time here that it's okay for them to do the same. How how does this work? Um, You need to leave the house. You're here all the time. Uh, yeah, I know I'm here all the time, but that's different. You can't be here all the time. That's why you definitely need a full-time job. And if you're doing some interesting things with your life as well, that's even better. Parentheses. Also, because then we'll have something to talk about when we run into each other. <laughs> okay. This is crazy so far. Uh, rule number six. I can't believe how many fucking rules there are. We have a cleaning rotor that you need to follow. Every week you'll be cleaning the bathroom, the kitchen, or the floor. Sometimes you might forget or you might not have time. It's fine. You can do extra cleaning another week to help the other flatmates. But I don't tolerate people who just don't care and who make faces at me when I remind them what they're supposed to do. So that's so this has absolutely happened before. She's gone, um, Jess, oh, notice that you left your Milo cup in the sink after breakfast. There are also a couple of breadcrumbs from your toast. I, uh, you know, all I'm going to say, you know, you are on the cleaning rotor for the kitchen this week. And I just feel like maybe you're not really doing enough. But fucking eye roll my goddamn life out of my body at that shit. There are some rules we all need to follow. This is not a student's dorm. It's not a hotel where you only sleep for a while. No, it's a place where you live. So you need to care and show some interest in what's going on here and simply act like a mature and civilized person. That's exactly what these rules make me assume this person is. A mature and civilized person. If you've been living with your buddies in a place where everybody does what they want, I don't call this experience in flat sharing. That's just a bunch of frat boys living on a campus and it's not good enough for me. Rule number seven. If you have to run to the toilet 15 times a day or every 15 minutes, don't move in here. If you say you don't spend much time in the bathroom because you don't take long showers, but then you sit on the toilet several times a day, parentheses, like the flatmate who's moving out, and only your morning bathroom runs take almost one hour in total, this definitely isn't a place for you. If all you eat is canned beans and cooked lentils and drink beer, you're not my kind of flatmate. I need someone a little more sophisticated here. What is with this strange level of involvement in someone else's life? In the mornings, I need everyone to try and hurry up with their bathroom routine. No one's going to wait for half an hour or wake up much earlier just, just to be able to take a shower. And I certainly don't want to be running around the house for two hours at 6am like it's the middle of the day. I prefer that people get up, get ready for work quickly and head out. If you do wake up early in the morning, please try not to wake us up. Dude, you're at home all day. If someone's in the bathroom for like 30 minutes, like getting ready for their full-time job, how's that a big deal? You're, f you're at home all day. Brush your teeth at nine. Like, it's not a big deal. Rule number eight. There's no cooking in this flat before 8.30 a.m. and after 11 p.m. Occasionally, I will allow it, but you can also make some porridge or use the microwave. But anything that requires pots and pans and a lot of washing up afterwards is not allowed. And if it smells so much that it wakes everybody else up, it's also not okay. If you prepare proper work lunches at home, 
you'll have to make them the previous day. So you're not allowed to just eat lentils and beans and shit, but it can't be too much. Your cooking, your cooking abilities need to be right down the middle. Not not just microwavable beans and lentils, but nothing fucking fancy where you're getting pots and pans out. What are you making, a bechamel? Put that away. My God. Is there no bechamels in this house? This isn't a pots and pans house. We are a microwave house. We are microwave people. I don't like people spending a lot of time cooking in general. If you only eat cooked slash fried meals because you don't know how to make a sandwich and you hang around the kitchen for hours a day, and I do mean hours, or spend every weekend preparing elaborate meals and baking, this isn't the place for you. People usually want to cook after work and they don't want to wait forever till you're done with your meal. Again, please use common sense. We don't usually have any problems regarding this. Rule number nine. Everyone's expected to clean up after themselves in the kitchen and the bathroom as well. I don't want to have to point out that the toilet needs to be flushed every time, the bathtub needs to be rinsed of hair, and dirty dishes need to be washed sooner rather than later, especially those that aren't yours that are used by the other flatmates regularly. I won't tolerate dishes lying in the sink for two days. Rule number 10. Regarding guests, I don't want to constantly see your friends hanging around the flat, so you have to have friends, but they can't hang out there. You have to go to places and be interesting. You can't just stay at home. Oh, you like playing video games, do you? Get the fuck out of here. You're not flatmate material. What are you making? Chicken parmesan? That takes too many utensils. Get the fuck out of here. Sometimes you may have guests coming over on the weekend or for a few days. That's fine as long as it's not every month. Although it also depends on what kind of flatmate you are and who your friends are. But there are gazillions of places in London where you can socialize and the flat is for the flatmates. Boyfriends and girlfriends are okay as long as they're not sleeping here three to four times a week because that means that half the time we'd have a fourth person living with us and in that case, they should be paying the rent like everyone else. If you must see your, pa- <laughs> if you must see your partner that often, you should live with them, not with us. If you're bringing guests home, especially in the middle of the night, it's important that you act responsibly. We don't know who you are or who they are. So you have to think about everyone's safety. If something got stolen or you endanger our flatmates in any way, the landlord will throw you out immediately. Rule number 11. As for alcohol, drugs, and other such things, I don't really want to see people here under the influence. Beer, wine, etc. in reasonable amounts are obviously fine. We're all adults here. But apart from that, I don't want crazy stuff here. I'm responsible for the flat before the landlord, and I have a responsibility towards my flatmates as well to keep them safe. Please be sure that if we both have an understanding of the above points, we won't have any problems. I'm quite easygoing and I live and let live. Are you crazy? I get that everyone has to adapt to something when living with strangers, but if we get some things right from the start, I'm sure you'll enjoy living here. And if what I've written works for you, let me know when you'd like to come for a viewing. Take care. I'm quite easygoing and I live and let live. Yeah, that's that's exactly what that whole list made me think. Oh, this is just a regular person who lives and let lives. Oh, you co- <laughs> cooking again, are we? That better be a sandwich. That's fucking crazy. Absolutely crazy. I know this is going to be a bit of a longer episode just because we have uh, a little bit more stuff, but that's fine. Um, the second one we got here is Dania Beach, Dania Beach, Florida. 
A woman faces an aggravated assault charge after authorities say she passed gas in a line at the dollar store and pulled a knife on a man who complained about it. (laughs) You done did it again, America. Citing a Broward Sheriff's Office report, the Miami Herald reports 37-year-old Shanita Yvette Wilson passed gas while waiting in line at a dollar store general Sunday night and upset a nearby customer. The report says the offended customer and Wilson then got into an argument, quote, in reference to the defendant farting loudly. It says Wilson then pulled a small folding knife out of her purse and told the victim she was going to, quote, gut him while moving as if to attack him. Wilson was arrested and charged with aggravated assault with a deadly weapon without intent to kill. Imagine just being online, okay? Anywhere. And the person in front of you just fucking reefs one right at you. Would you say something? I don't I don't know if I would I would feel so uncomfortable to to be like I can't imagine that I can't imagine being another person in the line seeing that happen with two people and then the person behind them goes oh my god have you just farted have you just farted that's disgusting let me fucking tell you i come to this chemist warehouse every wednesday to fill out my prescriptions and i don't need i don't need people farting at me while i'm in a bloody line and then that person pulls out oh you got a problem with me farting huh oh i'm a gum straight gut you I'm a straight kill you. You know, that all that now that I've played that out, can't you see how very normal both of those responses are? If someone is fucking feral enough to to not with every fiber of their being clench closed and try not to let out a fucking molecule of that fart, if they if they were fucked up enough to just to let a to let one fly to just reef it out, not only in public, but in a queue. You are in a queue. There are, There's people in front of you and behind you. We're all in very close proximity. If you, if you are the type of person to let, one, to let one go, don't confront that person. That person doesn't give a fuck anymore. They've got nothing to lose at that point. If some, if you're in that close proximity and someone just fucking reefs one out, they have nothing left to lose. And I'm telling, telling you all this, and I'm telling you this as a PSA. This is a public service announcement. Don't confront that sitch at all, because that is the type of person who will pull a knife out and say, "I'm a gut you," because they don't give a fuck anymore. No, like you just think that you you would never do that. You would never just let one fly in a queue. That's crazy. Never confront that. The final story I've got here is a mummy blogger, and I'm just going to read the post. It's a post on Instagram. Uh, I think I think the original post was uh, just a picture of her kid, and then this was the caption that went along with it. Guys, I'm going to be perfectly honest. Instagram never liked my munchkin, and it killed me inside. His photos never got as many likes, never got comments, From a statistical point of view, he wasn't as popular with everyone out there. (laughs) Maybe part of that was the pitches. Maybe part of that was the pitches just never hit the algorithm right. Part might be because he was the baby for a very short amount of time before LJ came along, and then Max, and then Ella. And people like babies. I say all that because I want to believe it wasn't him, that it was me. My insufficiency caused this statistical deficit because obviously my munch should get all the love 
and squinty eyes are totally adorable. That's the little, like, blushed cheeks, squinty eyes, smiling emoji. So we can do this, right? Because I truly know that my munch deserves all the likes, whether or not a stranger gives it to them. And on his sixth birthday, I am thankful that I know that no matter what other people think of me or my kids or my marriage or my house or my life or my everything, that they are one billion times better in real life than any tiny little picture could hold. And then I think later she came in with like a a PS. I wanted to clarify that I revealed this feeling because I know one day he will see the numbers and have to learn that his value is not in online approval. This is a hard lesson for anyone to learn and I'm thankful that I've learned it. I hope you can all be understanding and not take things out of context or believe that this in any way affects how I see or treat my children. All comments and well wishes I will read to the birthday boy. You know, again, I've said it before, when 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 your job is content, you've gotta you've gotta give the people what they want, right? If this is if this is your job, those clicks mean dollars, and dollars means being able to buy board games, like flushing a shit out of a toilet, you know, all the great stuff that you would really want at this time of year. It's a little weird to to look at your kid and just be like, man, what is it about this kid's face and the Instagram algorithm that just don't mesh? I love him. You know, he's my son and I love him, but there is something going on with this face of his that just don't click with the Instagram crowd. How are you going to say that there's a statistical deficit as a result of your kid? Hey, uh... Hey Mike, I've been uh, I've been crunching the numbers. It looks like a little munch just ain't cutting it. So I don't know what this means for him and uh, staying in staying in obviously the family. But um, you know this is this is what I do, and this is this puts money on the table. So at the end of the day, we really need to. And I know that we're invested in 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 our munch. Okay, I know that. We love our little munchkin and we are emotionally invested. But I think that might be the issue. Okay, maybe maybe we need to look at this objectively and really think to ourselves, you know, is he pulling his weight in terms of these clicks? And, you know, and I've been looking at the numbers and I just can't see how he could possibly stay here. It's going to be a tough conversation. He's only six. Okay, but let's... Let's get the birthday out of the way and then bright and early tomorrow morning we'll uh we'll give him the we'll give him the bad news. I'm sure someone'll take him in. You know, not another blogger. <laughs> Absolutely not. No digital nomads. No one making a crust online. Hell no. But you know, maybe digging dishes or something. I don't know. It's a, some, we'll find a good place to put him. It's just not on my fucking Instagram account. Keep him away from my pictures. This kid's dragging down my hole. He's going to put my MAUs, my monthly active users out of whack. My, my CTR is way down. No clicks. No clicks being generated. And Mike, you know it's all about the clicks. I know it's all about the clicks. You tell me every day. I tell you every day about the clicks. And he's just dragging them down, you know? I really thought that December was going to be, you know, I thought it was going to be the new benchmark, really. I thought it was going to be the new, I thought it was going to be my golden month, but... um. You know, a little munch has really, uh, really fucked it up for me. So, you know, that's fine. We'll, We'll tell him all about it tomorrow. It's no big deal.
so that's going to do it for this episode. I mean, not not necessarily. I mean, we did have some some weird, you know, news in there, but a little bit different stuff. There were some other things that I want to talk about. I mean, obviously the winner here is I mean, it's it's going to have to be the mum. Just because like I know we didn't we didn't really do like the normal thing that we do in this episode. I know um let me know what you thought about this episode. Uh Slopfest podcast on Facebook and Twitter. Um, you know, it's early days. I'm still, you know, I'm trying to find my feet. I'm sort of working with a with a whole bunch of different stuff. I have some ideas for things that I want to try out and maybe I'll just try them and we'll see where we fucking end up. But if I if I did have to if I did have to pick someone as being the winner in this one, it's going to have to be that mum. And you're probably thinking it should have been the chick with the 97,000 rules that took you 20 minutes to read through. And I would say yes, but this is like her flesh and blood. And she's talking about him causing a statistical deficit. So that's that's why I'm going to have to pick her. Uh, we do have some honorable mentions here, though. Uh, disgruntled customer in Philadelphia turns hairspray bottle into blowtorch. I had a look around uh, online and, and it couldn't be determined because they haven't found the lady yet. So they couldn't. There was no really sort of like concrete um you know reason for why she did what she did but um this video of her online like at uh it kind of looks like a news agents and she just gets this hairspray bottle and just starts spraying like spraying shit on the counter and like i don't know super weird um we had one here was submitted by a lovely listener hackers can detect your butt plug from outside your house and turn it on the practice of taking over smart sex toys is known as screw driving from war driving, a hacker term for finding Wi-Fi networks while driving. Researchers from Pen Test Partners were able to detect a love sense hush. I just quickly want to clarify, Pen Test Partners is Penetration Test Partners, by the way. How's your fucking company name? Uh, we're able to detect a love sense hush, a smart sex toy remotely, and say they could have set it on full power. They didn't. Pussies. Oh, I'm I'm screw driving. Look, I can hack into a love sense. Hut. Did you turn it on? Oh, no, I didn't turn it on. You, you pussy. Crank it up. <laughs> the researchers write, one could drive the hush's motor to full speed. And as long as the attack remains connected over BLE and not the victim, there is no way they can stop the vibrations. We've not set out to kink shame anyone for their use of the devices. Adult toys appeal to a huge spectrum of people and their ubiquity allows people to enjoy a sex-positive life. However, we think that these same people should be able to use them without fear of compromise or injury. So if you're out there, obviously, double-check... Well, how would that work, actually? Could you, are they connected over Wi-Fi? But if they're just hacking straight into the device, go analog. This Christmas, it's all about gift-giving. It's the gift-giving season buy your loved one an analog sex toy. Take it offline. Here's what we're going to do. We're all going to move into a tiny house. We're all going to go off the grid. We're all going to get solar panels and we're going to put them on the roof, but we're all we're got we're taking everything offline. We're going back to writing handwritten letters and we're going back to analog sex toys. The last honorable mention I have here is Ballyrack Football Club. Uh, are sorry for gross errors of judgment after falsely reporting footballer's death. Uh, turns out he just went home. They made this big post about him dying, which I personally think they just had a tough game coming up that weekend 
and they were looking for any excuse to get it, get out of it, which you've all done. You listening to this right now, you have told an employer in your lifetime that grandma has died, whether she did or didn't, just to get a day off. I know you've done it, and that's what they've done. Reversing River River State Football Club this weekend. Fuck. They've got such good fullbacks. I can't. Oh, their wingers are fucking. We just can't. We can't. What if we say that Matt died? Look, hear me out. We tell him that Matt's dead. He's not that great anyway. We'll get, we're, we're just going to kick him off the team. We're going to get rid of him, okay? We'll send him home. It's no big deal. But we'll tell everyone that he died. And then that way, oh, I'm too sad to play this weekend. We can't play them. And it's a draw. And we both advance. Perfect. You know, there are solutions to all of life's problems. You just have to think outside the box. But that's going to do it for this episode. Head over to slopfestpod.com to get more in-depth show notes, images, artwork for this and previous episodes to check out those gifts. I'm going to put up pictures of all of these gifts, the Christmas gifts that uh, obviously you're going to purchase for your loved ones this silly season. Uh, They'll be up there, so go check that out. Uh, Slap a follow on the Facebook and Twitter. It's Slopfest Podcast on both of those, just so we can chat. The conversation continues over there on the old Sochmeads. We can have a bloody chat, and that's how you can find out that uh, new episodes have been posted. The second they go up, the second they go up, I post it on there. So, But that's okay, because Facebook cut down. Uh, if you follow pages now, you only see like one in ten posts. I think they actually cut it down again. I think you might see um, one in 20 now. I'm not too sure. But, um, you know, one in 20 episodes, you might maybe see it on Facebook, but... When you do see it, it's because I just posted the episode. Uh, I also want to, you know, let me know. Who do you think should have won? Who Do you think I should? Look, absolutely the person that I chose is the winner because uh, the Facebook person was pretty bad too. Let me know your thoughts. Let me know who you think was the, the shitty one this week. Um, Yeah, that's going to do it. I know it was a long one, you know, but there was a lot to get through. Sorry that that... Uh, that Facebook one was long as shit, but I really, I had to bring that one. Like, every, every fucking rule was crazier than the last one. Like, it was just insane. I've never lived with, like, flatmates before. So, you know, I don't know what it's like. I can imagine it's a fucking nightmare. If you've lived with flatmates, let me know your experience. Because I can, in my head, it's all bad. It's all bad. But um, that's going to do it for this one. Thank you so much. Sincerely, thank you for coming and listening uh, and for following along. Head over to wherever you review podcasts and leave a review. I'm pretty sure iTunes is really like the only place that does it, but I'm on Android now. So, you know, who knows how it works? I'm adrift in a sea of podcasts. The, really, the best thing you can do is tell a friend. If you're digging the show, just tell a friend about it. That's, that's the main way that podcasts spread. Just tell a friend about him. So, uh, thank you so much for listening. I will be back here in this room on this microphone next week. And I'll see you then.